a Lifetime original podcast. Sometimes Kirby reads me and I'm like, you know what? I respect it because you're right. When it's a little, it's true and it's saucy, game recognized game. I like it. Meanwhile, I'll dish out the shade. You give it back to me. I'm crying in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) Kirby, you dish out a lot of shade for someone who can't take it. I can dish it, but I cannot take it. I cannot. Kirby's literal profession should be dishing shade. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Table is Ours, the podcast where we talk about all things Black. That's Black culture, Black resilience, and of course, Black joy. Today, I am here with my absolutely fabulous, amazing, incredible co-host, Amira Lawali. And for this week, we have, if Amira were a self-care routine. Let me have it. She would be... It's literally the definition of nails did, hair did, everything did. She would be at the nail salon getting her nails done, coming back to the house, ordering food, pouring a glass of wine, perhaps tequila, because that's what the queen loves, (laughs) sitting in bed watching her favorite black comedy. That's what self-care looks like for you to me. Yeah. No, well, that's what it is. (laughs) That sounds like my favorite day ever. Like that is yes. the best day. And thank you for reminding me because that's what I'm going to do this weekend. <laughs> and y'all know who this is. The best co-host there ever could be, guys. It's Kirby Dixon. Hello. And if Kirby were a self-care routine, this was very mm. easy for me to think mm-hmm. of, by the way. Very mm-hmm. easy. I'm ready. I'm excited. Tell me what I am. You would be a self-care yoga retreat. Okay? Mm. And like an all-black girl self-care yoga retreat. Let me tell you why. You love okay. a trip. Right? Yes. You love a trip. So you're going somewhere nice, mm-hmm. beachy, icy, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's, it has a nice scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you believe in completely delving in to your self care, delving out of work, kicking your mind Ooh. away, working your body a little bit, body mm-hmm. and mind balance. That is why you wear a self care yoga sheet. I love that. Mm-hmm. You, you said out of work, and I literally just. I know. I went to a totally different place. <laughs> you were gone. You were gone. She left work, guys. I she saw the out. waves in front of me. I yeah. saw them. Okay, 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 okay. I'll take that. I love that. Speaking of self-care, I feel like we need to make sure that's on our roster for this weekend because yes, we just got some rough news that I think we're feeling with the rest of the country. Mm. And that is Kyle Rittenhouse was found mm. not guilty of everything. Not a thing. Not a single thing. Five Counts dismissed. I know. So I think for a while I've made a choice to kind of disconnect from this case and I struggled mm-hmm. with whether it was fair or not. Like I think it's kind of responsibility to tap into these things, but it's also my responsibility to protect my peace. Yeah. And so this case in particular, especially because my fiance kind of warned me a few weeks ago that he strongly felt he was going to get away with this because of a few legal things he was hearing and seeing. Mm-hmm. So he kind of warned me about it for a while just to like mentally prep for it. And I think I didn't fall as closely as I usually do because I didn't want to carry this weight. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm kind of with you. I get really scared in these types of situations because I fear that a lot of us are desensitized to this type of news. And I don't think that's a good thing. I agree. I think a lot of times we're trying to protect our our peace and our well-being and our mental space. But... I think one of my friends on Twitter said it best. It's like, no matter 
how much you're predicting bad news to come. It doesn't feel less harmful, hurtful, shitty, bad whenever it actually does. And that's kind of where I'm at. It's also a lot, I think, on Black people to feel and burden, like have the burden of trying to lift up other Black folk in this moment. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like, who are your strong friends? Do you check in on your strong friends? And we're all trying to be strong at the same time, but who's checking in on us? It's like constantly trying to navigate two worlds, two Americas, two systems. And I struggle with that. But I'm like you, I kind of stayed away from this case in particular in an effort to protect my mental well-being. Yeah. But getting the news today stung just as bad as if I were watching the news day by day, hour by hour. Every day. Yeah. Hour by hour, minute by minute. I had like a physical reaction. Like I was like physically shaking. We were shaking. Yeah. Yeah. We were shaking. And our hearts go out to the victims' families who did not receive the justice that they deserve. And all those affected by the news and terrible events that brought us here. How have you been protecting your joy this weekend today in particular after getting the news? What are you going to do this weekend to protect your peace and protect your joy. Well, I think I'm very lucky. Well, I won't say lucky because there's no luck in this situation. But (laughs) I do have the comfort. I'm in Texas. I'm with my family. Mm -hmm. My fiance is here. Like I'm surrounded by love. And so I kind of see it as better as me. If I was like alone in New York in my apartment, like I'm not alone here. So I'm, I do find comfort in that. Yeah. But I do think what comes out of this, uh, this, anytime the situation happens and sadly it happens so often, like, we have to have conversations as black people, as black women, how we go through the world knowing like it's a reminder of how we need to be. And I think those scary conversations happen after every single one of these things, whether it's the shooting itself or it's the the outcome of the trial, like tons of conversations happen to us about our safety and well-being and how we need to move in the world to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what are you doing this weekend to tap out? Ooh, um, I have my Friendsgiving this weekend. Oh, that's nice. In Atlanta, Georgia. Oh my gosh. Your girl is traveling. No, <laughs> um, that's so exciting. Yeah, it should be fun. We call it Turkey Turnup. It's TT8. This is the eighth year we've celebrated. Is it always in Atlanta? No. Two of my friends who host it, they moved to Atlanta during the pandemic. So this is the first time I will have seen them in their little baby dash. Oh. in literally probably a year and a half to almost two years. So it Aww. should be really good. It's a quick trip. I was nervous about it because yeah. flights are still a little scary. Yeah, they are. <laughs> for me, but I think being surrounded by friends who are now family is going to bring a lot of joy this week. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's exciting. I'm happy for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. One of the things that brought us joy today after such devastating news was the ability to actually share this space in this very intense moment with our guest this week, who is none other than the incredible Mrs. Tia Mari Hardrick. Yes! (laughs) Okay, can I just... Tia! I knew it was going to be good, y'all, but she literally saved our energy. Like, it was was something special. 
it literally hit us like a ton of bricks. <laughs> the joy and the energy and the light that she brought to our conversation, but also the vulnerability and the honesty that she shared with us because no one ever wants to break news like this to anyone, but it was really strange for us to actually break this news to her because she had been working nonstop since 4.30 in the morning. So that was pretty intense. But she shared a moment with us. She very much gave us that motherly energy and that motherly light that you always look for during tough times. And we were able to bond with her and speak on issues that we didn't even think we could share with such a public figure and influential person in our lives, literally someone we've seen on our television screen since we were kids. So that was really special. Very special. It felt like a hug. I love when things feel like a hug and they feel natural. She's a light. Yeah. We went from literally almost bursting out into tears into genuinely laughing and sharing a moment with one of our black legends. I know. It's surreal. Wild. (laughs) With Tia, we spoke about the injustice of the verdict in the judicial system, but also the resilience and the joy that comes with being a member of the black community. She also shared with us her very intimate experience with the medical industry, and not just her struggle with her endometriosis diagnosis, but her family's as well. But we also spoke about finding joy and how she uses her platforms to give visibility to issues and elevate Black stories. Stories that she feels Lifetime has helped her uplift women, and Black women specifically. And her new film, Miracle in Motor City, is a testament to that, with a Black director and an all-Black cast. All-Black Earthing, yes. And as if that weren't enough... Tia is an American actress and model who is well known for her teen role as Tia Landry in the ABC WB sitcom Sister Sister, but you may also recognize her as Melanie Barnett Davis from BET's The Game. And when we say Black women can do it all, we mean it Mm -hmm. because she's not only an actress, but she is a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur and a best-selling author with cookbooks and health and wellness products helping Black women be their absolute best selves. Tia Mari Hardrick, let's get into it. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. You don't even understand. This is the highlight of our week to cap it off with you. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. We have to be honest with you though. So we're going to have a really great conversation. We are so thrilled to chat with you, but we have to be honest. What? (laughs) So we're not sure if you're aware. You've been busy all day and oh my God, I'm a little bit shaking a little bit because you came in with such a light and I literally just want to say- I'm grabbing from you. I feel you and thank you. Um, But right before this, the Rittenhouse verdict came out and (sighs) it is what we expected it to be. (laughs) Oh, wow. So before we, you know, even get started, this is a safe space for us. We created this podcast to have real conversations with our Black faves. You are one of them. And before we get into the conversation, just wanted to check in on you and see How are you doing, if you're even aware of the news, and how you feel about it? No, I'm not. I'm not aware of it at all. What, like, what's going on? (gasps) Not guilty on On all charges? Are you freaking kidding me? Oh my God, I'm going to cry. (laughs) Don't, don't cry. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a lot. What? I have chills going through my body, and I am literally in shock. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw a tweet before we came on. I do want to share it because I do think 
all black women, black people owe this to ourselves. And I feel like it, it said what we needed to do perfectly. And they said, black people like turn off the news, log out of social media, find what peace you have left today and protect it. So that's what I will be doing for the rest of the weekend. We are protecting this. This is our joy. Wow. Not guilty on all charges. Yeah. How I'm I'm so confused. How is that even possible? Yeah. Wow, yes. But I am as heavy as today is, as heavy as this moment is. Like I said, I'm protecting this joy. Like yeah, I don't even think you realize. Like I feel so bonded with you in this moment. Oh, <laughs> you are so sweet. I really appreciate that. I really, really, really appreciate that. I mean, and that you know, unfortunately. That is what we've done for generations. That is what our ancestors have done is whenever, you know, unfortunate stuff like this happens, we just bond and we bond over our likeness in our pain and how we feel. I mean, even when you think about just church and religion, you know, back in the day during the slavery days, that is how our ancestors bonded. Yeah. Throughout the days, months, and years, women were being raped, children were being stolen, families were being torn apart, people were being killed. But what did they do to keep their spirits up? They bonded and came together and confided in one another and focused on the positive. And that's kind of like what you just said. And it's like, this is what we unfortunately only know how to do. Yeah, yeah. In situations and circumstances like this. I did not know the news. Like I said, my head is spinning. Yeah. I am still unbelievably shocked at how, you know, this is, this is the world we live in. I know. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I do want to bring this back, though, because I think what you just said is kind of a a pillar of what this podcast is about. Like, Mm -hmm. Kirby and I look Mm -hmm. for what Black joy is. (laughs) So my first question to you is, as now we are bonded forever because this is like (laughs) Uh, in the power of Black joy. What is something that has brought you joy this week? Oh, you know, what has brought me joy this week, I would definitely have to say are my children, like my children, they are my pride and joy, like a moment like this, you know, and prior to what the news that we've just heard, you know, we all have our moments and we all have our days. But when I come home, and when I see her just running around on her tippy toes, just smiling and laughing and just happy then that makes me say, you know, I learned through her and, and, and it not only say it puts me in an incredible joyous mood. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. she is this way because she has a roof over her head. She has love from her family. She's getting the attention that she needs and that she deserves and she doesn't go without food. Right. And so just those simple things, she's excited to take a bath. You know what I mean? Like that time, you know, it's just like those, just little things like that. And even my son, Cree, they keep me focused on the right things in life. Because as adults, we get sidetracked. and Far too often. Yeah, Yeah. far too often. (laughs) We get overwhelmed with things that don't really even matter. But kids, 
we can learn a lot through them. So to answer your question, definitely my children. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I totally love that. You just boosted uh. <laughs> my mood so much. You really did. Oh, thank you. That's my goal. You definitely have this motherly touch, even the way that you're speaking about your kids. Uh. You blessed this podcast, I think, even more than you may even be aware of right now. Oh, that makes me feel really good. Thank you. It feels like you've been in our lives for a while, right? You yeah. have been from the very beginning. From the very beginning. I'd be like, I've known you forever. <laughs> I'm often surprised at my age. I'm like, how old am I? Whoa, yeah. Well, if we look at you and Tamara, we're definitely like, no way. You're definitely the yeah. same age as us. <laughs> I know. I've so, so many people are so shocked when I tell them my age. They're like, what? But yeah, so I have been around for a while and I'm very grateful to be where I am, you know, in my career. I, I take it very seriously, so. Mm -hmm. And you're one of our faves for many reasons. You're not only like an iconic black fave that we've had, but you've always, always been an icon on the screen and a representative for us black women behind the scenes as well. Mm -hmm. So seeing you advocate for so many different things, whether it's about rights or opening conversations or women's health. Yes, yes. Do you feel like that's a responsibility? You have such a long history in the TV industry. Like, do you feel a responsibility to do that off the screen too? You know, what I look at it as is I read this book called The Purpose Driven Life. And that yes. was like years oh my gosh, ago. Yes. yes. I read that book. I believe it was in when I graduated. So it had to have been like around 2003, 2004. Okay. And when I read that book, it was like an aha moment for me, meaning that I am on this earth, not just for myself, not just for selfish reasons. There is a reason why I am here. I have a purpose in life and my job and my homework is to find what that purpose is. Now, it may take no time at all, or it may take a long time. You have to find out who you are as a person, right? First, you have to find out who am I? What am I passionate about? What gets me angry? What gets me frustrated? And, you know, some people can answer that question right away and, and some people can't. So to answer your question, I have realized over the years that I do have a purpose in life. And my purpose is to continue to inspire. My purpose is to continue to uplift. My purpose is to continue to bring awareness to the things that I am passionate about. And my purpose is to always speak from my experiences, meaning mm -hmm. what I went through, endometriosis. And even with, you know, my supplement line answer, it's about representation. And I want to continue to talk about representation, whether it's in the health space, whether it's in the beauty space, whether it's in front of the camera, whether it's behind the camera. And then also, I'm very passionate about women. I'm very mm -hmm. passionate about our roles and what we play in this world, because we have many roles and how we deserve to be treated, the rights that we have, and how we should be treated equal to our male counterparts. So to answer your question, I hope that answers your question, but to answer your question, <laughs> you know, I really look at it as finding your purpose and living out your purpose. Mm -hmm. Amira and I talk about it all the time. We love a girl's girl and you yes. are definitely uh... a girl's girl. 
So Amir and I have always wanted to have the mental health and the physical health conversation with a black woman. It is something that is very near and dear to our hearts. It is something that we've experienced and been failed by from the medical system in terms of how many times have black women gone into the doctor, said something is wrong, and they're like, no, you're good. You're fine. Oh, yeah. You're in great health. Oh, yeah. And you've been such an incredible spokesperson and very vulnerable in public with your health journey with endometriosis specifically. I want to ask you, what was your journey like going through diagnosis to treatment? And did you ever have any problems with doctors taking you seriously when you went in and said something's not right? Because we have had many. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, like you said, you are an example of that statistic, meaning, you know, a lot of Black women are just not taken very seriously, especially when it comes to the health industry. Mm-hmm. And I know several Black women, actually two. One is a really good friend of mine. I consider her my sister. She had to be an advocate for herself after being diagnosed with breast cancer at 27 years old. Wow. Oh my gosh. She had to have her right breast removed. If she didn't say anything, we believe that she would not be here because the cancer, it had spread to three or four of her lymph nodes by the time they got it. But she was dismissed. She was told to come back in three or six months. That wasn't an issue. After she had lost 15 pounds and she had a lump visible on her breast. And then I also know another woman that's connected to my husband that had pneumonia. And she went to the doctor and she was dismissed. And she said, no, I don't care what you are saying. I want you, I demand you to take an x-ray of my chest. I cannot Mm -hmm. breathe. And lo and behold, she had pneumonia. So it's unfortunate that that's already four people that I've talked about. You two, my friends, and then including myself. So yeah, my journey was very much like that. Meaning I went to doctor to doctor for years explaining my symptoms. My symptoms were dismissed and just said, you know, those are just, your symptoms are just menstrual cramps, put a heating pad on it, do some running, take a bath, relax. Doctors always want to tell you to use a heating pad when it has something to do with that area. Yeah. I had burn marks on my stomach near my, my, of course, my ovaries and my uterus because I would sleep with the heating pad because I was in so much pain. And this is, I don't even think I ever shared this with anybody, but I even had pinch marks near my uterus. It's interesting. It's like when you're so desperate, your body will naturally find ways to deal with and to manage, right? So I found that I would pinch my area because it would do pain diversion, meaning I would focus on the pinch. I have been there before. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I would focus on the pinch more than that deep, sharp pain that was coming from my, you know, my uterus because of endometriosis. So I would have little pinch marks as well. Anything for like a slight period of relief almost. Yeah. Just for a slight. So long story short, yes, I am a statistic and unfortunately this is happening and it needs to change. And I'm so happy I was vulnerable about my story because it's about inspiring and and helping other women. 
I feel like where there is visibility, maybe there is some sort of awareness. So I ended up being an advocate for myself and I was headed in the right direction by one of my friends who had saw me being symptomatic. I was in the bathroom. I was on the toilet, just hurled over. I was ready to call an ambulance, like ready to call an ambulance because that's how much pain I was in. And she said, you need to see my doctor. And she said, she's a gynecologist. She's a black woman, Harvard graduate. And I was like, yeah, sure. I literally just sat in her office for like 20 minutes and she brought up endometriosis. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. She was like, everything that you're telling me matches that. She did say I needed to have surgery in order to get a, you know, 100% diagnosis. I had never had surgery before. I'd never been under anesthesia. So I was very nervous, but I was also desperate. And, you know, I had the surgery and then she came out and she said, yeah, you know, you, she showed me pictures and she said, see, this is scar tissue. After the first surgery, I ended up having to have a second one because it just progressed. And after the second one, my doctor was like, look, she went in and she was like, if you do not want to continue to have these surgeries and have children, you're going to have to change your diet, change your lifestyle. And there's two lessons here. I feel like number one that I want to share with women who are listening is be your own advocate. Mm -hmm. Do not give up because you know your body more than anyone. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yes. And number two, focus on a specialist. Because what I was doing was I was just going to doctors, but I didn't know, you know what I mean? To focus on a gynecologist because I didn't know what I had. You know what I mean? I didn't know that this was something that a gynecologist deals with, but I was having cramps and, you know, period issues. So if I can tell anyone or give anyone advice, if you're dealing with anything, try to look and see if that area specifically has a specialist, go there and be your own advocate. Those two things that you just said is genuinely it for me. One, Mm. it was hard to find doctors that believe you for three years. I tried for three years and there was literally brain fluid leaking out of my nose. Like I was like, this is weird. What I thought was the rudest thing was like, I went to doctors and I was like, I know something's wrong with my body that I've lived in for 28 years. (laughs) Don't listen. So and specialist is like, it's kind of like an educational thing for me because I was like, I'm going to my doctor, I'm going to ENT, is that I'm not a specialist. I had to like find a very niche person. Like, I don't think people know that. It's just so hard. Yeah, it is very hard. And the question is why? Like why? I was told, you know, through conversations with other women and just other people, it's, it's racism. Oh, it you is. know what I mean? It's, it it's racism is, yeah. and the racism. And, and this was told by an incredible doctor who is not black, who is white. And he said that it's racism, but not only is it racism, it's stereotypes yep. mm-hmm. that black women, when they come into the office, it's more about trying to get that drug. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that? I've heard that. Yeah. How detrimental. Can you believe that? That actually happened to my sister. See? Yeah. It's those stereotypes that are being put on 
Black women that they are not coming into the office for the reason why they are coming in there. They're coming in there as if they have to be supplied by some sort of substance abuse that they have. Yeah, like we're the only users and abusers of substances. Yep. Exactly. Like it's not genuine and that's racist. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Y'all stay tuned. When we come back, Tia shares how her platform is essential to bringing visibility to the Black experience. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I will say this is not at all how we expected this conversation to go, but it is literally (laughs) the beacon of light that we needed. And it was such an important conversation. I know we didn't touch on TV, but in the spirit of bringing Christmas joy and the joy that you gave to us today, we do want to highlight the next leg of your journey, which is this new film on Lifetime called Miracle in Motor City. Can you tell us about it? What do fans have to look forward to? Oh my gosh. Yes. So Miracle Motor City is a movie that takes place in Detroit. And I was so happy to see that this is a story that's being told in such a historical city. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, of course, Motown, right? Motown, I feel, has had a huge... Such an incredible era. It is. And not only that, it's had such a great influence on African-American culture. Mm -hmm. So to be able to put a spotlight on that movement and to even go to Motown Museum and see photos of Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, and the legend Smokey Robinson yes. <laughs> was just, it was just so purposeful. You know what I mean? It was so purposeful. And Smokey Robinson, he is a part of this, this movie who is just <laughs> unbelievable. Amazing. <laughs> he is a legend. So the story is, you know, I play Amber DuPont, who's the social worker who's bitten off more than she can chew when she promises her church congregation that she can have a legend perform at the Christmas pageant to help raise funds to, you know, fix the church. Of course, she kind of gets into a little pickle. But I think what's just so amazing about this story, I would say, are the relationships that she has. One is with her foster child, because she's a social worker, mm-hmm. and her foster child, Lily, who's played by Marquita, who's just incredible. She absolutely loves her. She wants to adopt her. She wants her to actually be her daughter, but she's torn because she's kind of focused on what a traditional family looks like. Right. And 
what she ends up learning is that love is all that matters and love is all that you need. And if you are giving her love and she is giving you love, that is a beautiful, wonderful family unit. So, you know, that's a great story. The other story I feel like is also the same thing with the love story. You have Amber and Eddie, they have, you know, dated before, but unfortunately they end up breaking up because there's just a lot of noise happening around them. But if they were to just focus on what really matters, which is love, then it's it love. It's really like, that's really all you need. So those two stories are very relatable and real. And then on top of that, you have the Motown flair with Smokey Robinson, mm-hmm. who actually sings in the movie. And we're able to have the music of Motown infused with the movie. Which is amazing. It's amazing. But then if I could just speak about Lifetime for a minute. Yeah. yeah. I think again, like I was saying, everything that I do is purposeful. I'm very excited about my partnership with Lifetime because number one, I feel like Lifetime is a destination for women. Yes. For women. We yes. love for to see it. Women. <laughs> for us. <laughs> yes. For us. And not only that, you know, we have an incredible black woman who is the writer of this movie, mm-hmm. who is just wonderful. Rhonda Baraka, she did such an incredible job. But my point is, is that Lifetime gives opportunity to women and women of color. Yes. You know, we have over 35 or 35 Christmas movies coming out. Where do you see that in these movies, women of color, you have Latina, you have Asian on Lifetime, you have Black women being the center of these stories and having these real relatable stories being told. So again, yes, it's about the Christmas spirit. Yes, it's about these wonderful stories. But where the purpose comes from is being able to, and what was really important to me as an executive producer, is being able to provide opportunity for women and women of color. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we love to see it. And we feel the uh, intentionality behind it. You know, it's mm-hmm. about purpose. It's about intention. Mm-hmm. And being the change that you want to see. So, oh my yes. gosh, we cannot wait <laughs> to see the film and we cannot wait for everyone to see the film. You at the center is just, it feels right. That's what it was supposed to be. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate that, guys. I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy it. It's a, it's a, it's a nice feel good. I cried. I've never cried so much on a movie, like just a feeling and just emotion because it's so real. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's so relatable. I've never cried as much as I've cried before than on this movie. Oh, wow. So get your tissues ready, girl. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Have a glass of wine. Have a glass Ooh, wine. of wine. Oh, my gosh. Popcorn. Popcorn. Back and enjoy. Wine, yeah. popcorn, chocolate, tissues. Yeah. The Tia Miracle Motor City starter pack. Gotcha. Yes, that's <laughs> great. I love that. I love that. The starter pack. Wine, chocolate. PJs. Oh my gosh. I love yes. that. PJs and tissues. Done. That is funny. <laughs> Tia, this has been so much fun. Yay. You don't understand the light that you brought to us in a very oh. heavy moment. Yeah. And we do like to end each podcast in a similar way with some iteration of this question. Okay. My black is timeless because. Ooh. Wow, that's really good. (laughs) My Black is timeless because 
it's purposeful. Mm. And that feels very right in this moment. It yeah. does. Uh-huh. It yep. does. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And guys, let's just continue to bond and stay strong and keep on fighting the fight. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. Yep. Keep on keeping on. We just touched the surface, so we'll definitely bring you back. Awesome. Yay. This is such a light. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> The Table is Ours is produced by us, Kirby Dixon and Amira Lawali. This episode was also produced by McKamey Lynn and Aisha Jordan and edited by Melissa Kaplan. Our researcher is Emma Fredericks. Our executive producers are Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. The Table is Ours was created by Lifetime. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.